0: This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean news headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Cuba terms U.S. announcement of de-escalation limited step. CARICOM fails to get consensus on candidate for Commonwealth Secretary General. U.S. Department of Commerce invests $5 million for construction of new asphalt plant in Puerto Rico. U.S. Virgin Islands Governor to testify before U.S. House Committee on Natural Resources. Barbadian to chaired UNESCO task force and U.S. hearings conclude UFOs, a national threat to be taken seriously. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, May 18. We start a report today in Cuba. BahamaNews.net via Shinoa News reports that Cuba's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said on Monday that the United States announcement of the de-escalation of Trump-era restrictions on the island was one limited step. In the right direction the measures announced by the u.s government are positive but of a very limited scope regarding granting of visas regular migration flights to cuban provinces remittances and adjustments to the regulations governing transactions with the non-state sector the ministry said in a statement they are in no way modifying the blockade or the main measure of economic siege adopted by Trump, such as the list of Cuban entities subject to additional coercive measures, nor do they eliminate traveling restrictions for the U.S. citizens, the ministry noted. The government of Cuba reiterates its willingness to establish a respectful dialogue on an equal footing with the government of the United States based on the U.N. Charter, without any interference in the internal affairs of states, and with full respect for independence and sovereignty," it added. In related news, HaitiNews.net reports via Chinook News that the Cuban economy has entered a gradual recovery process amid the resumption of economic activities in the Caribbean nation two years into the COVID-19 pandemic and the threatening of the U.S.-led economic embargo, Cuban President Miguel Diaz-Canel said on Monday. Diaz-Canel added that the Cuban government has stayed focused on the fight against inflation, the stability of the national grid, and assistance to vulnerable people and families. The Cuban economy had contracted by 13 percent during the COVID-19 crisis. Now, during the first quarter of 2022, exports of goods have amounted to 590 million U.S. dollars, up by 162 million U.S. dollars compared to the same period last year. The Cuban government has projected a 4% economic growth for 2022, according to official statistics. Antigua Newsroom reports that the Caribbean community CARICOM says member states will vote for who they prefer for Commonwealth Secretary General when the election takes place in June in Rwanda. In an issued statement, CARICOM chairman John Brancino of Brazil said that efforts to have a consensus on a single contender have failed. Jamaica shocked the region when it announced that Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade Minister Kamina Johnson-Smith would challenge the incumbent and Dominica Born Baroness Patricia Scotland for the top executive posts of the 54 member organization. Both contenders have insisted on staying in the race. CARICOM leaders has expressed overwhelming support at a meeting in Brazil, but Jamaica had insisted that there was no unanimous position and harmonization of foreign policy positions is not mandatory. The CARICOM treaty encourages policy coordination. The Commonwealth has a rotation practice and Scotland was appointed in 2016 on the Caribbean's turn with a second term typically guaranteed. Tavula has also fielded a candidate. CARICOM is insisting that it is the Caribbean's turn to provide a candidate. U.S. Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimundo announced that the U.S. Department's Economic Development Administration is awarding a $5 million CARES Act Recovery Assistance Grant to Jayuya, Puerto Rico for infrastructure upgrades in support of a new municipal asphalt plant. This project will create jobs through the development of infrastructure necessary for construction of the new asphalt plant. This EDA grant to be matched with $1.3 million in local funds is expected to create 75 jobs according to guarantee estimates. This $5 million federal investment will provide the municipality of Jayuya with much-needed resources for the repair of significant damaged roads while creating jobs and promoting economic development in the region, said Puerto Rico Congresswoman Jennifer Gonzalez-Colomb. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan will testify before the U.S. House Committee on Natural Resources today, Wednesday, May 18. A statement from the Bryan administration said the governor is expected to brief the committee on the state of the territory, the territory's priorities for 2022 and President Biden's fiscal year 2023 budget requests. According to the 2023 budget document, President Biden's proposal will help expand the productive capacity of the U.S. economy to create jobs, bring down prices, and continue the recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. It would also improve public health infrastructure and spur transformational medical research according to the document. Other priorities of the budget include combating and preventing gun violence and other violent crime, driving action to lead the world in combating the climate crisis, and making higher education more affordable and accessible while advancing equity, opportunity, and security for all Americans. Dominica's Prime Minister, Roosevelt Skerrit is scheduled to depart Dominica today to attend the Agri-Investment Forum and Expo in Guyana. The Expo, hosted by the Government of Guyana and the CARICOM Secretariat, will run from May 19 to the 21st under the theme, Investing in Vision 25 by 2025. The event is a follow-up to discussions at the 33rd Intersessional Conference of Heads of Government held in Belize in March, which focus on efforts to reduce the region's food import bill and attract investments to the agricultural sector. Heads of government and members of delegations will address issues linked to investment in agriculture and food production, including cross-border investment, climate-smart agriculture, and related infrastructural development. Jamaica Information Service reports that 95% of the construction of emergency fiber and microwave backbone under Phase 1 of the Jamaica National Broadband Initiative is now complete. The initiative aims to have every household and community connected to the Internet by 2025. Jamaica's Minister of Science, Energy and Technology, Daryl Vaz, said that With this backbone, along with the government wide area network, we'll be able to provide more schools and critical government institutions with high speed internet access. With global technology conglomerate Cisco predicting that by 2023 there will be 5.3 billion global internet users and that more than 70% of the global population will have mobile connectivity from the estimated 3.6 global devices and connections per capita, the minister is adamant that Jamaica cannot be left behind. In addition to providing universal connectivity, the Jamaican government is digitizing its services and moving away from paper-based systems so that our citizens can conveniently access public services, Mr. Vaz said. Barbados Today reports that Barbados's director of sports at the National Sports Council, Mr. Neil Murrell, has been selected by the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO's Conference of Parties Bureau, as chairperson of the Task Force on the Improvement and Refinement of Convention's Monitoring System, ad logic system. This is the first time a Barbadian has held this position on matters related to the international convention against doping in sports since its inception in 2007. Mr. Mural will lead the team of global national anti-doping experts to facilitate improvement to the current system and the resulting report will be presented at the COP9 General Assembly in 2023. Currently, Mr. Murrell serves as a member of the UNESCO's approval committee, with Barbados representing the Americas region. Sinkett's Nevis Observer reports that the United States Representative Andre Carson, Democrat of Indiana on Tuesday, warned that unidentified flying objects, UFOs, pose a potential national security risk to the United States and need to be treated that way. The congressional hearing on UFOs was the first in more than 50 years. Carson, the chairperson of the House Counterterrorism, Counterintelligence and Counterproliferation Subcommittee, said that the Department of Defense swept the issue of UFOs, formerly known as Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, under the rug. The U.S. House Intelligence Subcommittee heard testimony from Under Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, Ronald Moltrier, and Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence, Scott Bray who are overseeing the Pentagon's new airborne object identification and management synchronization group. The group will collect data from sources in the military and government to analyze unexplained phenomena and try to identify them. The task force was created after intelligence officials released a report last year that found 144 unexplained unidentified aerial phenomena from 2004 to 2021. In opening remarks, U.S. Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence Scott Bray acknowledged that unexplained unidentified aerial phenomena represent serious hazards and pose potential threats to the security of the defense operations. The Naval Intelligence officer said the Pentagon was working to build on relationships within the military to encourage more reporting. He said we also spent considerable effort, engaging directly with our naval aviators to help destigmatize the act of reporting sights and encounters. The direct result of those efforts have been increasing the reporting. The message is now clear. If you see something, you need to report it. The Hill also reports that the Pentagon released a declassified video of a UFO encounter during a House Intelligence Subcommittee hearing on Tuesday. The short clip appears to show a flying spherical object traveling at extremely high speeds in the sky. The roughly eight-second video clip with a 2021 timestamp shows a pilot operating an aircraft in a U.S. Navy training yard when a strange object flies near the cockpit of the plane at a high speed. And finally, Grenada Now reports that a partnership of organizations and universities in Grenada and the UK is expanding a pilot project looking into the challenges and threats facing sea turtles in Grenada. Marine conservationists across the two countries will be working to understand more about hawkbill sea turtles and green sea turtles. This will include using a variety of field techniques to fully appreciate their behaviors and habitats. And ultimately, the partners hope to develop a series of measures that can be used to support sustainable conservation of the species now and in the future in Grenada. The research is being funded by the Oscar Montgomery Environmental Foundation, a charity launched in 2020 as a legacy to a young man who was passionate about the marine environment. He died at age 17 and the charity set up in his memory aims to support, advocate and raise awareness of environmental issues, largely marine and support projects and research which will work to conserve and enhance the global environment. This project is particularly poignant with Oscar having visited Grenada and the turtles with his family. The project will be managed collectively by Grenadian NGO Ocean Spirits, Inc., St. George's University School of Veterinary Medicine, the University of Plymouth, U.K., and Dr. Carter Vett with support from local fisher folks in St. Patrick. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, May 18th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.